Today on Locked On Canadians, Caden Primo played well, but it came up short, or the Canadians came up short, and we're not able to beat the Rangers. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Canadians. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to episode 491, and thanks for making this your first listen of the day every day. And because of that, we are almost at 500 episodes. And to celebrate that, we will be doing a giveaway. So stay tuned, and we'll talk about what you need to do and what we will be giving away in our coming episodes. In the meantime, my name is Laura Sabah, one of your hosts, and I'm joined as always by Scott Matla, who it is now his turn to be under the weather. I get sick a lot, and he carries the show. And this time it is poor Scott, who is still working despite being uh, feeling unwell. Scott, how are you doing right now? I have felt so much better on other days. I've got, I don't have COVID. I want to get that out of the way. I don't have COVID. Uh, the cold weather hit Buffalo this past week, and I think it's hitting me especially hard right now. So I'm a little congested, a little uh, dried out, dry, scratchy throat, but I'm going to power through this. Uh, like Ryan Reeves' fist into Michael Pozzetta's face uh, on Tuesday night. We're going to talk about that in a little bit later, but I want to start with Caden Primo. Here's the thing. I thought they should call up Michael McNiven. I feel like Michael McNiven has certainly earned a spot or earned a chance. However, in this scenario, given the way that Caden Primo played tonight... I think it's a good time to keep him. And let me tell you why, because he needs to play as much as possible. He needs to get better at the little things that practiced and uh, well prolific. Well, you know, well, well played (laughs) and well played is a bad word, Uh, but you know what I mean? Um, Guys who've played a lot, they've, they faced a lot of shots. They faced a lot of different players. They faced a lot of different kinds of kinds of skill. He needs to perfect that when he didn't do so well in the games that he played last season, uh, we talked about it. And one of our goals, experts, Paul Brian show sent us a nice long email talking about this. And I think if looking at tonight's game through that lens, I think that was pretty evident because he played really, really, really well, but there were points where you could see that his decision-making wasn't as crisp as an NHL goaltender. You could see that his potential and his talent are there, and you can see that it's possible for him to get really, really good with a lot of practice and a lot of play. So right now, while Jake Allen is out, I'm thinking just keep playing this guy. I mean, obviously, you know, you're giving the team a shot every night by playing him. It's unfortunate that the Canadians hung him out to out, out to dry. But even in that context, if you just think about how bad the defensive zone coverage was, particularly in that first period, he still played so, so well in context that I think that you need to give him a chance to fine-tune his play because in Laval, you're covered. You've got the guy there. You're covered for now. It it is funny is that I was on the bring up McNiven train too because I want to see what the Canadians have in him. And tonight was the best we've seen Caden Primo in the NHL. I know he has NHL wins, but he looked composed. The first goal was not great, but the defense didn't really help him out. And 
to be honest, the defense didn't really help him out all night. He was very good, very composed. He wasn't kicking out rebounds like he did in the preseason or in those games against Toronto and Edmonton last year. I thought I thought Primo played really well. And for right now, I I think Montembeau played about as well as we could expect, but maybe now you just kind of run with Caden Primo. You see what he's got. You give McNiven the AHL net. Um no offense to Kevin Poulin, but he's not a threat to McNiven's starting job and give these guys the starts they need right now. We're getting into a time where you got to figure out what you have here. And Caden Primo was a big part of that because if he ends up being good, whenever Carey Price moves on or retires or does whatever, you have your replacement there. And you got to find out sooner or later if they can hack it or you got to start finding someone else or looking for someone else. It's what led to them getting Jake Allen while their goalies are developing. And guys like Dobish, Disho, Verbatic, and all these guys are years away from being even close to NHL ready, if at all. You might as well see what Caden Primo can do and what Michael McNiven can do now with the expanded uh, uh, starts in the AHL. And here's the thing, is that you're losing games anyway. And these games that you're playing, the upcoming games, you're playing a bunch of good teams now. It's unlikely that you'll win anyway. If you're going to lose anyway, might as well give your goalie that needs practice, practice. I think that they have to look at it that way because I do think that when they drafted Caden Primo and after, like even before and after that, he had so much success at the lower levels that he was a really promising prospect. And you can't expect whoever comes after Carey Price to be like Carey Price. Like Carey Price was or is still, until he retires, a one-of-a-kind talent. For the longest time, he was the the best goaltender in the world. Like he's the best goaltender in the game, right? And even now, even in his years that he's quote unquote declining and he's getting older, we saw what he was able to do in the playoffs. And we also know now in context what he's been struggling with for many, many years. There's not going to be another Carey Price that comes right after him. But to have a blue chip prospect, to give him the best shot, obviously your system needs to be better. Like, I don't want to see Canadians teams that rely on the goaltender like we used to see, right? In the Terrian years um, and even before that. I don't want to see that. Like, I do want to see a solid system, talented defensive players, like a cohesive group, all of that. I want to see a good team play in front of the goaltender, but you do need to follow Carey Price up with somebody who has the potential to succeed. Even if he's not, he's not going to be the top goaltender. He doesn't even have to be the top five goaltenders in the world or the league. He just has to be good enough if the team in front of him plays well. But right now, in order to get to the good enough place from the potential but unproven place he needs to play a lot so I'm on the play Caden Primo a lot train until Jake Allen is ready to come back and and I think that's the best option going forward is play him what's there to lose you're what 4 12 and 2 this season uh you know there's there's a lot worse that you could that you could do just play the kid (laughs) yeah play the kid and that's the thing play the kids Uh, And in our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about players who are clearly injured and clearly taking the world on their shoulders. And they should really do what we tell ourselves to do and what I often tell my 
my co-host to do, and hopefully he'll take my advice, is get some rest. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first, assuming that you are getting adequate rest and you want to live an active, energetic lifestyle, guess what? There's Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is made with real chocolate, tastes like a treat, and all of the bars, they have 18 delicious flavors, and sometimes they have special edition flavors. And this month, they're constantly rotating those special edition flavors because Thanksgiving is coming up. They are all, all the flavors I'm talking about are high in protein, low in sugar, low in calorie, and they're delicious. They do not have a weird protein bar texture that you're used to. They do not have the weird whey protein taste that you're used to. They are simply delicious and they're packed with protein. I have one for breakfast every day. In fact, as Scott uh, kind of admonished me yesterday for working too many hours, uh, I had two built bars today because there were points during the day where I lost track of time again, and I really needed a pick-me-up to keep my energy going. And I went and I grabbed the built bars. You can put them in the fridge. You can put them in the freezer. I like them fresh out of the fridge. Uh, and uh, they are delicious. And if you want to try a built bar, they you can have 15% off your order. If you go to built.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKED15. That is built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. Thanks as always for making us your first listen of the day. And as I said, we have some special things coming up for our 500th episode, but we've also lined up a couple of really fun guests. Uh, I would say they're unexpected guests to have, but we're excited to talk to them. One episode's coming next week and hopefully the other one will be in the following week. And in the meantime, watch the space, continue to watch the space for news on our giveaways. Scott, if you'll permit me, one moment, I have to do the food wreck of the week. So I had to think long and hard uh, for the category this time. And I'm going to go with coffee shops. Uh, I would say about maybe five or 10 years ago, coffee shops in Montreal were hard to come by. Not hard to come by. There's a cafe everywhere. It was like Montreal's littered with cafes. But good coffee was hard to come by. And I think the, um, and, and I, I'm not a coffee snob by any means, but I do like my coffee to be good. I do like choices. I do like varieties. I'm not a big fan of filter coffee. Uh, I, I like like a really good quality coffee. And so uh, in the plateau, that's quite, that's near one of our other food wrecks, which Scott really loves, which is Mapul Mouye, which we'll talk about another time. It's right down the street. I think it's a block or two away. And a friend of the show, Corey, Massisak actually introduced this to me uh, when we went to Mapumuye and uh, he had discovered the coffee shop because he was in the area covering, I, I can't remember what story he was writing. Anyway, and it's called L'Or en Grey uh, and it is honestly like it's so great. It is unpretentious. It's a pretentious coffee snob place without being pretentious, which is really hard to come by. And they've got like a huge variety. I went in there not knowing anything. I've gotten a bit better versed at coffee. I went in there and I was like, I really like blonde coffees. And they kind of explained to me what was going on. And they picked like up until now, that is the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my life. So uh, that's a great place to go. And that is my food wreck. So Scott, let's turn our attention to people who should be resting other than yourself. Uh, why don't we start? We, we've, we've talked a lot about Jeff Petrie this week. I, I suppose the biggest thing is, and I'm noticing it more tonight than I did in any other game, 
Jeff Petrie is not Jeff Petrie. And I've got something in the works for Eyes on the Prize. I was trying to finish it for tonight, but because current illness is going to not make that happen. Jeff Petrie has two assists this season. It's a very bad start offensively. And more than that, he just doesn't look like himself. And he said that he was playing through stuff. I believe there were some uh, French reporters who mentioned that he barely could walk after games. And it's, and I'm thinking to myself, at this current point in time, why are you trying to play your way through this? Take a couple of games off and recuperate. We have to see what else is there. Matthias Norlinder is a healthy scratch right now. Sammy Niku is a healthy scratch. You might as well see what these guys have. It's just like we talked about with Caden Primo. There's no reason to be playing injured. This is not the playoffs where you shouldn't play injured anyways, but the team just looks so poor and it goes back to Jeff Petrie stirs the drink. And if he isn't stirring, it, it's just a mess. Like watching him play defense tonight, it's like he was lost out there. And I don't know if it's just, they told him, Hey, you've got to be Shea. So he's playing more conservatively or what, but I want to know what happened to the 40 point season, Jeff Petrie. He's going to need one hell of a run to even come close to that this year. And I think he's capable of it. It's just, you can tell it doesn't look like him. And it's really frustrating and disappointing because if he's going, this offense immediately should improve from struggling to score two goals to at least being able to get over that three to four goal hump, at least a little more consistently anyways. And I really, truly, I don't want to dwell too much on Jeff Petrie. I really, truly think that he is doing too much. And it's the same thing with Shea Weber. We criticize him for poor play. And then it turned out he was playing injured and trying to take the entire team on his back. You can't do that in today's NHL. You simply cannot. Your opponents are too good, too fast, too smart. You need to get your rest. And you know better than that. This is not the 1980s. It's not even the 2000s, the early 2000s. This is now, we're, we're like in the 2020s now. We know enough to know that these people need to take care of themselves in order to optimize their performance. And rest is one of those things. And if the players aren't going to do it, the team has to do it. They have to scratch these people. Just put them in the press box. Just be like, you can't play. That's it. Uh, and uh, the other person that you suspect is, is injured uh, or maybe did not come back full 100% from his injury is Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher hasn't looked good this entire season. He's laboring on every shift. And don't get me wrong, he's trying his heart out, his little heart out there. And I absolutely love him for that. But you can tell that Gallagher isn't Gallagher. Something's just not there. You see the hustle, but like it looks like he's in pain when he's doing this. And I I feel I I know that his heart's in the right place, that he wants to play and get this team back on track, but Watching him play, it, it's so obvious that things aren't 100%. And I don't know if it's his offseason surgery. He just came back too soon from recovery or what. It wouldn't be the first time it happened with his hand a few years ago. He just doesn't look like him. And for me, I think the Canadians are better off when the teams, the team is better off when they actually take the time and recover. I'm not saying they're punting on the season yet, but at a certain point, the long-term deal is you have Gallagher signed for six years, Petrie for five years. These are guys that you need healthy in the future. And if they're just doing more damage to themselves now, their ceiling in the next couple of years just gets lower faster. And that's not a position that Canadians can really afford to be in, especially when it comes to guys who are a 
piece of their core as it stands. I absolutely agree. And uh, for those of you who didn't know Nala, that was her making herself heard in the background. Nala is Scott and Carly's cat, and I'm obsessed with her. Uh, And uh, she's the official cat of this show because I have no pets. (laughs) We've got an official dog. We've got an official cat. They both belong to Scott and Carly. Uh, In the meantime, uh, I want to turn our attention to the call-ups and how well they're doing. Uh, We want to highlight the positives, and that is one of them. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first, we are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And don't forget that promo code is locked on. So friend of the show, Andrew Berkshire, who hosts the Crosscheck NHL show and Game Over Montreal, pointed out that Belzeal and Pizzetta are constantly creating turnovers on the forecheck. When I first read that, I was wondering what he meant because I thought he meant the opposite of what he was actually saying, which is when they play aggressively, they cause turnovers from the opposing team. And that's something that I think is really true. And we've praised the call-ups on this show the last couple of games, the last couple of post-games, because they are playing well. And one of the reasons is that they have a really strong system in Laval, and they're playing aggressively. Now, they're playing aggressively because they want to show what they've got. They're trying, they're giving it their all. And I think another part of it is still the way that they're playing is the Laval way. And we know the rocket are good. They've got good players. They've got a good system instilled in them by the previous coach and the current coach seems to be continuing on with that. So I personally think that part of it is literally just like they haven't been beaten down by this safe, non-aggressive play that the Montreal Canadians have for whatever bizarre reason been doing since the beginning of this season. And into that vein, I also want to praise Josh Anderson because in tonight's game in particular, he had a lot of energy and he kept trying. Like that forecheck was strong. Uh, Ryan Paling last game, he did something and uh, I, I honestly can't remember who it was that made a joke about it was that, you know, the coach is going to be really mad about that because he carried the puck into the zone. Like, I think that these younger players, these, these call-ups, these people who are trying to prove themselves are really what they're doing is they're showing the value of aggressive play. And that's, that's how you're going to get teams. You're going to cause turnovers. You're going to barge into their zone. Like, I really can't think of any more ways to say that the Canadians need to stop trying to play it safe because what happens is 
they lose whatever strategy or system was going on and they scramble around. They don't cause offense. What they do is they cause the puck to stay in their own zone and it just, it falls apart. It's a mess. They need to be confident. They need to play aggressively. They need to forecheck. They need to do whatever it takes. And I think that that goes like, it's the entire team. And I feel like the thing that makes me not sad, but like it kind of bums me out is that what's going to happen? Are these players that are now off like aggressive and creative, are they going to lose that the longer they stay with the Canadians or are they going to rub off on the rest of the team? We saw a couple of games where Michael Pizzetta brought energy and it energized the whole team, but I'm just worried that it's going to go the other way because to be honest, like, you know, all the compliments I saw tonight were, of the third and fourth lines and that's where they're playing they also waved adam brooks so like in my mind i'm like does that mean that they're happy with paling does that mean he gets to stay i honestly don't know but i i think that's a good thing it's a sad point where we continue to point out that two ahl call-ups are the bright spot on this team on a given night but at the same time it means that they can learn or they, they can be effective when utilized the right way. And it's like you said, they haven't had the conservativeness of this offense pounded into them yet. And we saw it last year with Caulfield is that part of the reason why he was so effective was he wasn't broken into the system yet. And I am happy to see Pizzetta and Belzeal creating so much havoc. And I'm kind of wondering where the hell is this from the rest of the team, guys? Like you're going to let two guys making less than a third of Josh Anderson's salary kind of do this and you can't do anything like learn, take that example. Oh, except maybe Pizzetta's where he decided to fight Ryan Reeves, which God bless him. He's trying, but that's one of the dumbest things I think any Hab has done this year. And there's a lot of competition, the efforts lacking so that when we notice it, it stands out so much more. And I got to say the third line, Jake Evans, Arturi Leckett and Yol Armia works everything else feels a bit hazy and messy right now but somehow the bottom six is locked in and playing about as good as we could hope for they need to channel some of that energy that these guys are playing with it's simple forward hockey and sometimes that's all you need is to get back to basics you know i'm not saying everyone needs to be michael Pozzetta and throw the body around but have that energy on the forecheck make the opposing player make plays Pizzetta's not going to break up everything, but he's sure going to make the guy going back for that puck think once or twice before they make a play with it, and that's definitely going to help. It's it's little things, and it, it I can't believe that you know we're worrying about the Canadians for checking or something like that. It's so basic, but it's what they need to do. Just get back to the simple stuff. Channel your inner Pizzetta and go, honestly. Channel your inner Pizzetta and go. I love that. I think that's going to be my title for this show. <laughs> the one thing I will say, though, is when you are channeling your your Pizzetta is don't do really, really ill-advised things like Ryan Reeves. What, what was that about? Like, why would you do that? Just don't. You're going to get your face broken. And I know, like, it was like, oh you know, the, the Canadians or whatever, they gave him stick taps and all of that, but no, don't, don't, don't fight Ryan. Why? Like that was just such an ill advice. I know you're trying to give your team energy, blah, blah, blah. 
but you do that by playing aggressively, not being aggressive gratuitously. So I think that's going to be like, you know, that's going to be my takeaway. Uh, and so I just want to say that coming up next week as well for the mailbag episode, uh, one Julian McKenzie is going to be joining me. And since the last time we spoke to him, he he, he like he was already doing a million jobs, but his like his stock has skyrocketed at this point. I was just so excited that he said yes, because Scott will be off for Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, American Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, Scott will be off. So I'll be joined by Julian and that's going to be next week. So make sure you've got some good mailbag questions ready for next week. We've also got two surprise guests, which we will announce after we've recorded with them. Uh, and hopefully more coming. And to that end, make sure you are subscribed to and following Locked On Canadians wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You'll find Scott at Scott Matla. You will find me at The Active Stick. And you can always email us at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. So take note of our Twitter and our Gmail account lockedoncanadians at gmail.com or lo underscore canadians on twitter because that's going to be really important for our 500th episode giveaways and thank you so much for listening if you liked this episode then check out locked on bets they have such a great record going right now probably because they're constantly betting against against the canadians but that's where you can get your advice um and uh and uh we'll talk to you tomorrow